Welcome back, everyone, to the D2 Women's Basketball Podcast. Today is our Christmas edition because this is our last episode prior to the winter break, and it's right before Christmas. I'm JP, the host, and I'm ready to talk some women's basketball. This week, we will go over some interesting games from the past week, take a little deeper dive into the top 10, and highlight another player who's having a great season so far. I'm going to start with some of the games that had an impact this past week. First up, unbeaten and fourth-ranked Minnesota State Mankato versus unranked 7-4 Southwest Minnesota State. In this one, Southwest Minnesota State was able to pull off the upset with an 88-85 victory. The Mustangs got this win with a great team effort where they shot 50% as a team. The scoring was led by 5'8 junior Sam Wall, who had 24 points. Bree Stoltzman and Hannah Parsley almost had double-doubles, both getting nine rebounds. Stoltzman had 16 points and Parsley had 15. Minnesota State saw Joey Bott score 32 points in a losing effort. Another game that looked interesting last week was 7th-ranked West Texas A&M versus 9th-ranked and unbeaten Tampa. Both of these teams are number one in their respective regions. In this game, WT was playing without Braylon Dollar, one of their top producers, and they were also missing Zamarie Roberts, their point guard. She did play, but looked to be at diminished capacity due to what looks like a banged-up knee. The game was close at the half, with WT trailing by 3, 31-34. But in the third quarter, Tampa opened up a lead by scoring or outscoring WT 21-9 in the quarter. WT never really got any closer with the final 62-51 big win for Tampa. Sydney Kinn really played well for Tampa in this game. She's an active rebounder and a great at blocking and altering shots. Kinn ended the game with 18 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 blocked shots. Drury versus Eckerd was another big game this past week. Drury came in 9-1 and ranked 5th. Eckerd was 8-1 and ranked 8th. Drury used a big second quarter where they outscored Eckerd 25-12 to win this one, 85-73. Kaylee DeMitz-Holt came up big for Drury, scoring 34 points along with 6 assists. On the Eckerd side, Maya Price had 28 points and 5 blocks. Now I'm going to take a look at the rankings, and once again I'm using the WBCA rankings. The first thing I want to note is that the top three teams in the rankings, Grand Valley State, Ashland, and Drury, are all in the Midwest region. That will definitely be the region to watch in the NCAA tournament when that comes around in March. Okay, still number one in the poll is Grand Valley State. They're 11-0 and led by 5'11 senior Emily Spitzley, who averages 15.3 points per game. Grand Valley State has only had one close game this year when they played 20th ranked at the time, Ferris State. Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech may give them a run at the end of January, but I expect Grand Valley State should win those games and will probably finish the season unbeaten. At number two is Ashland. They are currently 12-0 and have a big win under their belt from when they beat Drury on November 23rd. This team has a lot of good scorers with Annie Roshak, Zoe Miller, Haley Smith, and Hallie Haldeman. I'm sorry, Hallie Heideman, all averaging double-digit points. Annie Roshak averages 13.7 points a game, and Haley Smith leads the team in rebounds with 8.1 per game. 
Ashland will play Michigan Tech first game after the break, so that game could get interesting. Drury is number three with a 9-1 record, their only loss being an overtime thriller to number two Ashland. Drury is a very experienced team with deep runs in the NCAA tournament each of the past two seasons. Kaylee DeMitz-Holt, Tarion Moore, Elena Finley are all having great seasons, and all are averaging more than 11 points a game, with DeMitz-Holt leading the group, averaging 18.3 points per game. As a team, Drury is hitting more than 40% of the three-point attempts. Number, the, number four in the poll is Glenville State, last season's defending champs. Glenville is 9-1 and, and once again leading the nation in scoring with their 92.9 points per game average. They're still running and gunning. They play a lot of players and keep everybody fresh. They don't have any players that average more than 22 minutes a game. They also have 11 players who average 10 or more minutes per game. Their leading scorer on this team is Michaela Perdue, and she averages 15.3 points per game. And I think that's kind of low for the, for the team leader on a team that leads the nation in scoring. But that just goes to show how many people they have contributing to those 92 points a game they're scoring. It looks like the next interesting game for them is when they play Charleston again at the end of the season. Charleston has actually beaten Glenville two out of the last three times they have played them. West Texas A&M is number five, but that ranking does not include their most recent loss to Tampa. I think a five ranking might be good for WT if they're healthy, their team, however, is not. I don't know the extent of the injuries to the WT players who are impacted, but if they can recover and play to their early season form, then I think WT could make a run at the end of the season. If they continue to be missing players, then they will need some of their younger players to really step up their contribution for WT to once again regain their early season dominance. Tampa was sixth in the most recent poll. But their most recent win over WT, they will probably move up unless they get leapfrogged by somebody. Sydney Kinn, who I spoke about earlier in my game recap, is their leader in points and rebounds. Tampa is a very good passing team. They have two players getting a lot of assists. Maya Gusto averages 4.3 assists, and Audrey Ramsey averages 5.2 assists per game. Tampa has a tough stretch after the break where they play Eckerd, Nova Southeastern, and Florida Southern in three consecutive games in mid-January. Even after losing to Southwest Minnesota State, Minnesota State Mankato is still in the top 10 at number 7. Minnesota State is 10-1 and and having a great start to the season. Joey Bott, who I mentioned in the game recap, leads the Mavericks in scoring at 18.4 points per game. But Destiny Bursch, 15.4, and Natalie Bremer, 14.1, are close behind on this high-scoring team. The Northern Sun Conference is a tough one with a lot of good teams, so Minnesota State will need to focus every game in order to not have any more conference losses like they, the one they suffered, suffered this week. Western Washington is now number eight in the poll after winning two games in Hawaii as part of the Hoops in Hawaii Classic. Western Washington is a very deep team with a lot of different weapons. Brooke Walling, a six-foot-three junior, leads the team in scoring and rebounds. 
but to prove my point about depth, Mason Oberg came off the bench both games in Hawaii to be named to the all-tournament team. WWU will have a tough conference schedule ahead playing two games each against top 25 teams, Alaska Anchorage and Central Washington. Missouri Southern State is the ninth team in the country with an 11-1 record. The strength of this team is good inside-out game with Lacey Stokes at the guard position scoring 16.8 points, 6.3 assists, and 2.7 steals per game. Maddie Stokes play the, plays the post position and gets 8.6 rebounds, 2.4 blocks, and 9.5 points per game. Missouri Southern State is another team on our list who plays in a conference where everybody can beat you. The tough conference schedule plus a tough non-conference schedule that include Lubbock Christian and Minnesota Duluth should prepare them well for their postseason run. The 10th team in our top 10 is Colorado School of Mines. Mines is 10-1 with their lone loss coming against a very good Nebraska Cardi team. Mines also has very good win where they blew out Central Washington by 19 points. Leading scorer is Ashley Stefik and everything else in this team is led by Sammy Van Sickle who leads the team in rebounds, steals, assists, and blocks. Now that I've gone through the top 10, I'd like to mention a few teams we may see move up into this group soon. First is Central Missouri, who to be perfectly honest, I'm surprised they are not already in the WBCA top 10. If Eckerd and Georgia Southwestern can keep from losing, they could find themselves in the top 10 as well. Teams still unbeaten are Grand Valley State, Ashland, Tampa, Assumption, Lenore Rhine, Central Missouri, Cal State Dominguez Hills, and IUP. Only eight left. It will be interesting to see which of these teams can keep it going the longest. This week I would like to highlight Ariana Manze from West Liberty. Manze is a 6'3 senior who averages 21.3 points and 10.7 rebounds a game. She's currently number two in the country in shooting percentage at 68.3%. She is originally from Lubbock, Texas, and I bet Coach Gomez at Lubbock Christian wishes he could have gotten her to stick around closer to home for school. The West Liberty Hilltoppers are currently 6-4, and four, and with Manze playing on the inside, they'll always have a tough matchup for other teams to contend with. Well, that's it for our Christmas edition here at the D2 Women's Basketball Podcast. I want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a happy new year. Just like all the teams we follow, I will be taking a couple weeks off as there will be a break in games due to the winter break. But look for my podcast to be back in the beginning of January. Conference play will be heating up, and clear regional leaders will start to emerge in regions where they haven't already. Have a great break. Thanks for listening. JP signing off.